that took a full minute. That was... Yeah, that, that was sad. That well, was very no, sad. Hey, listen. Listen, we have to save the good stuff. And by the good stuff, I mean our limited capacity to coordinate our time codes for, uh... I don't know for what. I guess for when it really counts? Yeah. Like, there's gonna be a time when... We're going to need it to happen. Yeah. Listen, eventually there's going to be an asteroid (laughs) that's about to hit the Earth. And instead of sending astronauts up, they're going to train us to be astronauts because we're really good at clapping in sync. And that's the thing that's going to just, you know, turn the asteroid around is the force of our synchronized clap. Yeah, they'll, like, waive all the height requirements for me Mm -hmm. and, like, all of the, like, physical... Like I'm sure you have to be in peak shape. Oh yeah, and which... you have to you have to be incredibly knowledgeable, well studied, yeah. and smart. So just all that goes out the window. They'll be like no math requirement, no nope. physical requirement, no chem, no, no bio, no nothing, no just... ability to tolerate being in small spaces for like months at a time. <laughs> just can you clap at the same time as <laughs> or, another person? You know, like vaguely at the same time, not yeah. quite in sync, close but close enough. enough. That's actually, you know what, good enough is my motto just for life Mm -hmm. and the universe and everything, so I think we should just all strive to adopt that. Good enough. That's that's just all, that's, that's all we can hope for. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Morph Club! (laughs) Um, It's episode 45, we just read Visser. We sure did. And I'm Carrie. This was a lot. I definitely didn't read this as a kid, Me and neither. it was a good time. Yeah, I, I like to think I would recall if I had read this book, which yeah. is also ten books condensed into one book, oh. and I don't think I did. This book was a lot, but it's also very short. Like I'm holding the physical copy, and it's it's like nothing. Oh, that's compact. <laughs> but it, it feels long. Yes. <laughs> I feel as though we've lived seven lifetimes, much like our friend Nami Visser One. <laughs> oh God, Visser One had a life. Yeah, um, and then she stole some other people's lives and lived those also. And then she stole like her comrades' lives and lived those. And now she's just she's gonna get a whole new one. It's fine. I also I was looking up about this book um, on the Wikia page, and apparently. <laughs> Kay Applegate said that um, the cover has Visser 3 um, because, like, she had she submitted, like, an outline, I guess, with a vague, um, like, a vague summary of what Visser would be about. Uh-huh. Um, and she, I think, originally thought it would be about both Vissers, and, like, that was a while before she wrote it. So the cover was made, and then she finished the book and was like, oh, I, like, mostly wrote about Visser 1. She was more interesting (laughs) to me. And it was too late to, like, it would be too expensive to get another illustration for the cover. So they just went with (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Like, it's such a good cover. It just does not fit this book at all. (laughs) No. No, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of this book because the cover is smug arrogant viscer three like standing atop a conquered sphere i guess detail not present in illustration Um, and this book is all about yeah is he just stomping on a rock oh and the back of it is his buff andalite back i forgot there's so much happening on the cover of this book okay wait meg this is yeah this is the nip cover right yeah i see none what the heck like i don't know if this was censored Maybe. Or, like, what the story is, but I see none. It's just, like, for... Wow. Okay. So maybe 
there's either someone out there who's really thirsty for Andalite nips and photoshopped those onto the cover, or this was censored to protect children who don't need to know what goes on on the seedy Andalite underbelly of Andalite underbellies. Like, until we track down the man who made this cover and, like, ask him the tough questions, like, did you think about if the Andalite should have nips and did you paint them on this cover? <laughs> No, no we get hang on. Is this, is this the same illustrator who does the rest of the books? Because if so, I believe he used to teach at your alma mater and uh, just going to pass that burden right along to you. <sighs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know he know. taught there until way too late. I know. I should have weaseled my way into an illustration class <laughs> and gotten the inside scoop on whatever he teaches. I'm assuming painting i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it is anyone's guess he could teach literally anything he could teach xenobiology for all we know (laughs) he probably does xenobiology for sci-fi painting i'm sure illustrators i bet that's a yeah that actually would probably be a useful class yeah like (laughs) how to fake it how to look at a bug and think but what if more but what if more frightening how how about alien version of of this what about a dog but it talks <laughs> that's great Ooh, so mystery three does not come off the way he looks on this cover no he's basically in this book as like the draco malfoy to the uh viscer one's harry Potter. Harry Potter? That that's not a good analogy. Yeah, but no, I gotcha. He's the he's, like he's the, the sm- he's the smarmy sneering antagonist. So I, I uh-huh. think I think your your analogy stands to that degree. Yeah, this this whole book is Visser One is on trial for um, crimes, crimes, treason, crimes. against yeah, treason crimes against the York Council. Um, so they just have like a space trial. It is it's an amazing. Ace Attorney yeah. episode <laughs> of like aliens trying to prove that the other alien is the one who's the real traitor. Right. With about as convoluted a method of trial <laughs> as Ace Attorney. Like there's evidence presented. There's like surprise witnesses. And by witnesses, yeah. I mean attack murders. Yeah. There's, there's like-, like break animations for Visser 3 when he's on the stand <laughs> and really suffering. There's- a point where she's trying to make him start yelling, which yeah. I'm like, this was in an ace You just gotta, you just gotta make him lose his cool so his toupee flies off and everyone can see that he did the crime. <laughs> you have to get the parrot on the stand to yep. say what he saw when he was there when the murder happened, and mm-hmm. then you can finally get to the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. Okay, but along with... <laughs> Along with these fun and games, and we'll talk more about the fun and games because I I tried to list like all the genres that this falls into, which is like there's courtroom drama. There, and by drama, I mean I do mean drama. I do in fact mean drama. Um, there's like ambitious war generals, kind of in competition, yeah. kind of striving towards the same goal. There's also like tragedy about yeah. parenting. There's also like, can I pitch like- you? Have you read <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's The Host? No, but I read Feed. Okay, which I almost the oh, same I looked. Now there there are the two different book? YA books called Feed. The one I've read was about like 
what if the internet but too much yeah but it was also from like 15 years ago yeah that's what i read oh, okay. <laughs> it was so, not good i didn't like it oh, but I, oh, I liked it. that book but i haven't read it since i was like an edgelord 12 year old so oh, same. who knows um so the host i have not read i have read the mm-hmm. wikipedia summary yeah. and i have heard a lot of buzz about it and it's basically like it sounded like your what is years but but romantic yeah so that's <laughs> that's this book if you want a poly Zeno quadruple <laughs> And that's in, like also in which after... two humans and two yerks are entangled, and they do have some children together. We're and just, this we're happens talk about after that. this happens after like uh, Earth Girls are easy meets Boogie Nights. Set up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, the rom com of the beach vo- There's beach volleyball, you guys. But also, also going clear, like also a cult yes! documentary. This whole. I was like, I'm vindicated. I haven't been making this up. There's no. definitely a connection. Yep. I see it. <laughs> it's Scientology. Oh, God. But there's also there's also some light treason. There's also oh, a lot of sociopathy. <laughs> there's straight up murders. Uh, there's and, so God. much murders. Yeah. Let's, let's take a... I'm going to put a pin in all the fun for a second and talk about yeah. some of the genuinely rough stuff in this yeah. book. Um, so I think it's really easy a lot of the time to gloss over how horrible controlling is and forget yeah. that it's like it's literally enslavement. Um, and this book spends a lot of time really dwelling on the actual horror of that situation. So be aware of that. Um, that's yeah. in here. If you do choose to read that book, that's rough to get through. Yeah. Um, and there's also a segment in which um, they talk about landing in uh, in the Persian Gulf during the Persian Gulf War. Yeah. Um, so there's there's straight up portrayal of wartime atrocities, and more intense than that, um, there's a segment where they um, they're looking for human coasts, and the person that they end up controlling um, is an Iraqi man, uh, I think a Muslim man, um, mm-hmm. and it's handled. It could it like it. It's I rough. Like, I I, this like, is not my lane. This is not either of our lanes to talk about. But yeah. I, they do like they they murder him, and there's it's yeah. pretty jingoistic, and there's a lot of like I understand needing to establish that like why are they going to the United States? Oh, because the United yeah. States are you know leading the coalition in this war, and that's the information they pull out of this man's head. But yeah, as you know, as a, because of that, like there's a lot of time spent kind of subjugating this man, and not a lot yeah. of time spent on his development, if at all. So yeah, please like they, be warned about that. Yeah, I think I think it's like they're trying to humanize yeah. the character, but it's also I don't know how. I feel but it also it. ends it's with his death. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's complicated, and it's not something I feel qualified to talk about really but i just wanted to warn you guys up front in case you're thinking about reading the book that that goes down yeah it's it's like it's kind of like um like andalite chronicles is a little bit darker Mm -hmm. than the main series it's kind of like that level of like it's a little bit darker and then since it happens on earth i think a lot of the a lot of the stuff it touches on is is a little bit more real right (laughs) like there's also like there's a character there's a character who's an addict there's um like Yerks tearing apart human families. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people talking about like I I don't know if I want to live anymore. Like mm-hmm. in this situation, um, mm-hmm. I think you're right, Meg. It's because of partially because it's set on Earth. It, a yeah. lot of it feels more real than like oh no, like a giant centipede yeah. is like losing one of its seventeen legs. Yeah, um, it's so I mean it's it's, it's it, darker. Yeah, it's also kind of um, the war has 
like the Yurks have been at war for a while, so it's mm-hmm. it's more of a war story going it like I think Endlight Chronicles is kind of someone learning about what war is and this is like right. people in the middle of war. So it's it's and it, it they're still thinking about the same concepts of life and death and dying. Grey morality and yeah. And so know that going in. But yeah. this was but there was also a lot of fun in this book, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, no, me neither. I like it there's heavy stuff and there's also a beach volleyball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take Ooh, from boy. that what you will. Like do what you need to do to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. Um, but if you wanna listen to what this book was a lot and yeah. I have a lot of notes. I'm excited to talk about it with you. Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I feel like I don't say that often enough, but I'm so grateful. Yeah, it's so much fun. Oh, boy. Remember when we just had to, like, corner each other and all of our friends at shows, like, once a year and try to get all of our Animorphs feelings out that way? <laughs> That was that was never enough. We had to like pull someone over and be like, "Hey, um, remember Animorphs? Can we talk about this? <laughs> Do you remember this? Hey, like, I know you want to go to the SPX prom, but like, can we spend the next hour just standing in the hallway talking about yeah, can we these horrible war teams and like try to remember how wild it gets because yeah. it's <laughs> wild, y'all. <laughs> okay, so <sighs> let me just say that I have the physical copy and oh, there yeah. is a large flip book in the <gasps> um corner of the book, which I'm going to try to take a video of later if I remember. Oh, please. Okay. Well, what just, can you uh, do an audio flip book version, like sound effects um, and all? Well, it says on the title page, uh-huh. you can find out what really happens in the Yerk pool. And basically what? it's an- <laughs> It's an animation of, like, a guy walking up to, like, a CGI pool, sticking his head in, and then a yerk going in. No! <laughs> it's, like, it's very cinematic for a flip book, and it I can only read it backwards because of, like, the way my book is, like, warped um, oh. by being in a library. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, do you ever think about, um, have I made you, have you watched the Blue Blazes yet? Yes. Okay, you know that scene where he shows, um... The flip book and everybody freaks out. The car crashes and they're all <laughs> yeah. like, it's really moving. It's really alive. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining the quality of this flip book is yeah. as compared to your standard Animorphs flip book. Yeah. Anyway, yes. everybody watch Blue Blazes, which yes, is please. devastatingly hilarious and it entirely is. too real about art school and being in over your head. It's on a service called uh, v- Vicky? Viking? Yeah, yeah I think like so. That? It's You can legally stream it now. Yeah, it is streaming legally now so I can finally make everyone watch it. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> anyway. Side um, note. Are, yeah. were there any other gems in this physical form? There's also a title page with, like, a pixelated Visser logo and a, like, very pale Andalite face. Um, which you might oh. not be able to see right in this, like, phone. No, I, I think I got it. It looks like an extreme close-up on yeah. his face from the cover <laughs> of the book, which is a little too much for me, yeah. honestly. And then my library thoughtfully put the, um, like, their little, like, you know how they, they stamp the little imprint emboss- embossing thing with the, the library's name? Yeah. It's circular. They thoughtfully put that over one of his eyes, so he looks like <gasps> Patch from 101 Dollars. <laughs> Um, oh, that's okay. That's amazing. I 
whatever person volunteering at the library yeah. stamped 100 books that day and decided that this was the best one, the best place to put that stamp in, I'm very grateful to you. So yeah, thank you. I'm, yeah, that, that provided me with so much enjoyment. So. Good. Me too. Secondhand even. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. So the setup for this book is that Visser 1 is on trial for treason. Mm -hmm. um, Visser 3 is the one claiming she's treasonous. And the Council of 13 are all there in their red robes and partly in shadow. They're all holograph <laughs> hologram projecting into the yeah. courtroom, which is just like a big underground room full of guards. I was definitely imagining just like an abandoned office room. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that much better. It's yeah. just it's just a conference room, but yeah. although the window blinds and drapes have been closed, so they're all sitting in little rolly chairs, like squeaking back and forth. Like I guess I guess it's big enough that there's like fights in it later, so whatever. And I do like the detail of the work pajir um controllers having mesh shirts. So yeah. So their knives can pop because <laughs> I was just imagining oh them as God. like Naruto characters. No, they absolutely are. They've got the they got the fingerless gloves. They yeah. got the mesh shirts. They got their headbands like <laughs> carefully wrapped in between the two blades. It's either that or they're like suddenly seen rave kid Hork Bajir controllers. Yeah. Like I like my 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 mental image of them has now shifted to that bird guy from um. My Hero Academia. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just that with, like, nice With more more sharp bits. More sharp parts, but, like, still the, like, goth aesthetic. <laughs> Absolutely. I like it. I like it very much. Yeah. Um, so, Visser One has to tell her story of how she isn't a traitor. Mm-hmm. And how she has... I really like the the set, the format that they've given her to do this is just, yeah. just tell us however you want, but yeah. you have until tell us you're going to die of starvation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have... And you have three days, but she's like, I'm going to die in one day, so I've got one day, so mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and, and she's still she's still very beaten up at this point. Yeah. Like, I think she's, this is immediately after the mountaintop yeah. fall. Yeah, I forgot I forgot what had just happened, <laughs> which is, like, she... A mountain she fell like on top burned? of her. Yeah. And she like, got Drake she, and Beam burned, I think. Yeah. She's had a lot happen. And nobody so has healed her human nobody. body. <laughs> so she's, she's not feeling great no. um and 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 ava uh, marco's mom is in oh, her she's so is, good yeah at the back of her head talking to her the whole time um taunting her but then also later on kind of working together because they they have they both have different goals um and it, uh, visor one is hoping to kind of turn things around so that visor three is the one who ends up being right uh you thought that you thought that I was on trial, but in fact, it was you yeah. who was on trial. In fact, it was you who was the traitor, right? Like, because because apparently, Yerk Court is just—it's <laughs> a free for all. Yeah. Does it seem convincing, and does it line up with what the council already wanted? Done. Cool. Great. Which, That's justice. Which could be a scathing indictment of our justice. System. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah, but so the so so this is our in is her literally telling her story. So we're jumping between the prologue is um her controlling Ava right before she fakes her own death. Woof. Yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal and, and and also like a little 
Like, the rest of the book, the way you're jumping between the trial and her memories makes sense. Right. But, but having that and the prologue was a little bit... There was, like, a lot of, like, time to keep track of in a right. short book. But it was also, like, oh, this is intense because it starts out with her going, like, Marco's asleep. I gotta go sail in the boat. Um, But then the rest of it is her at trial... And then she has these memory dumps that she put into, like, the Yerk memory Collective bank. unconsciousness? Sure. Yeah. Um, that they're all reliving during the trial. So that's yeah, the excuse to have it's smart. flashbacks. It's good yeah. fake tech, and I really like it. Yeah, because otherwise it would be weird that she would remember in complete detail right. all of this stuff. <laughs> um, but also, since Yerks are living in brains, it makes complete sense to me that they would have this kind of memory-based technology like it right. would be so that was really cool and we we find out stuff about the yurks and about yeah like about their their life cycles and yeah and their government which i'm always yeah. you know i'm here for that any day of the week um, yeah this, but yeah this intro really sets up kind of the whole book is the intense juxtaposition of brief sympathy for viscer one followed by a reminder that also she has done evil things yeah so in this in this one it's like no i genuinely liked sailing sometimes but also i'm just gonna fake your death and leave your family to think you're gone forever cool yeah this this whole book is like i i had i ended up really liking um viscer one at certain points and then it would remind you like no like right and then she killed the person that you had sympathy for yeah and then and also like a lot of the things she does the answer isn't that she was doing the right thing or not or like Mm -hmm. being a good person being a good uh, being or not right but that like the answer can be that you can be both like you can you can like sailing but also be using it as a cover to destroy a life Uh like yeah that's kind of what she is like she's she's great morality yeah Yeah. which again is one of the one of the theses of animorphs is nobody is nobody is all good or all evil it's about the choices that you keep making yeah especially in war when like there is no there is no perfect perfect answer yeah um so yeah so viscer one is also is Elders 562 is the Yurk that is Visser 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so they kind of go back and forth on referring to her one way or the other. Yeah. She's um, like, she's I'm an interesting, un- yeah, no, me too. I cannot keep it straight. <laughs> um, she's an interesting, unreliable narrator too. Yeah. Like, it's neat to have what she tells people immediately followed by the memory dump that shows otherwise. Yeah. Or even in her like own internal narration, there's yeah. this cool push and pull between like, I wasn't affected by this even in the slightest bit. Yeah. And it's not clear whether that's true or yeah. whether she actually has some, you know, lingering vestige of maternal instinct. There's also parts where she is trying to, like, spin things to the yes. to the council, but also to Visser 3. To herself, to, too. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's in a way that is not completely um, transparent to the reader, which is kind of cool. Like, there's some stuff that, like, you don't find out till the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm not sure if I believe what she yeah. is telling us, which is interesting for a book that is, like, less than 200 pages. Uh-huh. and For eight-year-olds, by the yeah, way. Did we, did we mention? Giant text yeah. <laughs> for children. It's, <laughs> it's like there's – and then there's, like, a lot of stuff where, like, things tie in in a way that, like, there is clearly – they had a. I'm assuming they had a little bit more time for this book because yeah. there's like some cool thematic ideas that are 
throughout the book in a way that like a lot of the Animorphs books are kind of like, we have to get through this adventure. Yep. We don't have time <laughs> to weave in some kind of concept. We have to get to the actual adventure. That's what mm-hmm. the kids are here for. <laughs> um, but in this, there's a lot of like, like ideas about not just how humans are affected by yurks, but how yurks are affected by, by being in human brains mm-hmm. and by at this point, there's so many humans who are controllers and how that has affected like yurks how the overall. yurks are. Yeah. yeah, like it seems like every culture that they infest also affects how they uh, how they behave like, as a society, yeah. And I don't think they ever think about that, but in this book, it makes it really clear that that's part of the deal is that like you can't like, like, you can't be a being that goes into brains without also being affected by the things that you are controlling. Right. And I think before, yeah. we've seen that a tiny bit, but in this one, there's a lot of, like, el- elders thinking that, like, humans are are one thing and then kind of being caught up in what humans are. But also, there's some things that she does that are so human that, mm-hmm. like, like, the Yurks are turning on each other, which when she first meets humans, she thinks is only a human thing. Right. And it's it's just it's really interesting. There's like there's like concepts to think yeah, about. There's, there's which is cool. lines. There's themes. Yeah, yeah. I miss those. They're really good. <laughs> oh god, yeah. And there's there's this whole other level of like you know you can take all of this and apply it to like human beings aren't just brains and vats. We're physical yeah. creatures and we're affected by our embodiment too. Yeah, um, I don't know. Animorphs is good actually. It yeah. turns out. <laughs> mm, turns out. The series is really good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good sign. Um, uh, I also just like Fizzer Three is smirking with his eyes when she starts oh, her testimony. Yeah, he's such a little snot just this yeah, whole he's time. The he's worst. off in his smug corner because from Fizzer Three's perspective, like he's sitting here thinking he has like three big surprises laid <laughs> up or laid out that are gonna knock her socks off. Yeah. Like, he has these three trump cards that he's going to play, and it's so satisfying to see them all get knocked yeah. down. But, like, yeah. he's going into this trial like he's king of the world. Like, his greatest opponent is, you know, about to be given a complete crushing defeat. So, of course, he's a smug dude. Of course, he's smiling yeah, with his like, eyes. You know, he clip-clopped in, like, I'm oh going to become this or what? <laughs> At the end of this trial, it's going to be so good. And yep. he had, like, a little victory party set up for later. He has a and... little he has a little bowl of champagne ready for his host to clomp right <laughs> yeah. into it. He has, like, three hork with a red carpet laid out outside the room. And also, um, somewhere, where is he keeping this tiger and bear? Yeah. What, How long has he had buddy, this tiger? How long has he had this tiger? <laughs> yeah, like, where did you even get that? Like, well, obviously, as a personal this? cat menagerie, like, this is just in my fan fiction, in his spare time. Yeah. He hangs out with cats, and now we know yeah. that's canon. You know what? I believe it, and this is now my canon until proven otherwise, which is yep. impossible. So. They never will. They're never yeah. going to go back. You can't uh, disprove that. <laughs> you I'm sorry? can't tell me that isn't yeah. real. <laughs> You can't tell me he doesn't love tigers. I have skipped ahead like a hundred pages though. Yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't contain myself. Yeah. Let's Ooh. rewind. Okay. Um Trial so, start. Yeah, the trial starts. Eldris tells us about um like who she was. Like she she starts out just kind of giving her testimony of why she isn't a traitor. So she starts with back um back before like I think mid Andalite Chronicles, like mm-hmm. Um, Before we uh, ever met Lauren, yeah. Yeah. Back when she was sub-visor 400-something. Yeah. 
and Eldris is just a like info gatherer, and she like um, she's like a project manager, new, yeah, yeah. Like she has to kind of like teach the, some of the new recruits, but is also just looking at data and mm-hmm. and trying to figure out. Like they're trying to find a new. Um, they're species. trying to find a species that they can yeah. like they they have a whole classification system yeah. which I do not remember exactly but yeah. essentially they need a species that's numerous enough and dexterous enough and conquerable enough yeah. that they can take it over in one fell swoop and yeah. fight the Andalites with their new host bodies yeah and and that's like because the, the Hork-Bajir planet just like like the like and Hork-Bajir Chronicles just happened a little while ago. Yeah. So they have a bunch of Hork-Bajir bodies, but they need more because there's way more Yurks than Hork-Bajir. They – and like Chronicles are currently happening. Um, so nobody need, knows humans exist quite yet. Yeah. And Yurks need hosts. Like Mars needs moms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mars needs moms. Yurks, Yurks need hosts. Need hosts. Um, and yeah, the five-point system is all about what is hostable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that like the 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 class five is the one they want, um, and basically she's stuck in like info dump. Like she's just looking at data and like hating her job. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's so good at it though. Yeah. No, she's, she's like both really a good. good data analyst and she's really good at being like your uh, your squad leader, your like yeah. sergeant, your drill sergeant who'll like. She'll murder you, but, like, then she'll make you respect her, too, yeah. which is the – she can't resist getting in this dig about Visser 3 that, like, he yeah. only understands the, um, you know, the blustering part of it. He doesn't yeah. understand that you also have to inspire hope and respect. Yeah. And she also does, like – she makes, like, a joke, and then they don't laugh at it, and she's yeah. like, good. They know that I'm the authority. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Okay, hon. Okay. Um, so oh, – She's such a good character, man. Yeah, I really like her. Like – She's like very morally gray. Like, yeah, no, she she's is really interesting. Yep. Um, but I ended up really liking her, which Me is too. like a cool trick that they like. Writing they is got great, it. huh? Books Writing are nice. is cool. They made up a fiction that I believed, I much like, much like she finds out about Earth fiction. We oh, have yeah, that was the power that's a good side track. Yeah, discover the power of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the report from Visser 3, I guess that he makes at the end of Andalite Chronicles about, um, Earth existing comes mm-hmm. in. Um, she meets Chapman and Lauren briefly, I'm assuming midway into Andalite Chronicles. I was slightly confused on the timeline, but it doesn't matter. Me too, um, but that's fine. She, she essentially, she buys this report. Like, she yeah. buys that Earth is here, uh, but she doesn't know where it is because of reasons. Like, they yeah. weren't able to track it back to their actual human point of origin. Yeah, they can't find exactly where it is, so she spends a long time trying like to Like, a whole year, yeah, trying yeah, to find exact, Earth. Um, and so she has a location that might be it. Um, and but nobody she, believes her, yeah. and she's just kind of the single struggling scientist yeah. up against the man, except yeah. the man is, like, the entire York Council. Yeah. And oh, also, and she, she's a murderer, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and she, she hits her job, and she um, wants to move up the ladder. Yeah. Um, so basically, she... Oh, we didn't even get to the part where we figure out what happens, because then Visser 3 cuts in and is like, like, but you, like, you, like, took off to go find this planet, because she, like, steals a ship and goes to look at it, and mm-hmm. she's like, I already told the council about this. Like, they right. already said it was fine. Um, and it turns out that because she went to Earth with, like, one of her, like, minions, 
um, like there's a memory dump that she gave the council when they mm-hmm. said it was all good. <laughs> so they're going to so go So she's pull like, it up. yes, yes, it was the death penalty, but I've already been cleared for that. Yeah. But for your sa- sake, Visser. They already gave me like a hall pass for that and it was yeah. fine. So, <laughs> I got um, a detention, but it's okay. I'm still here. And this is where she 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 points, which she describes as a wonderfully useful and human gesture, and says it is Visser Three who is the traitor yeah. because he is infesting an Andalite and new Aloran, like new um, Elfanger right. and Aloran. So like he he is probably collaborating with the Andalites. Yeah. So like that's what, that's her angle at this point. It's good. It's the first time we see Visser Three kind of like a little bit shook. Just yeah, a and he. He explodes. Like, a lot of this is her trying to say stuff to make him act out because then he looks ridiculous. Um, And internally, um, Eldris is talking to Eva, who is taunting her the whole time, but then both of them know that Visser 3 can't find out about Marco Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, Eldris has secrets that she is not telling anyone right including about, eva yeah about why she would rather do things her way than let Visser three start an all-out war like elders is the one behind the sharing and this mm-hmm. slow um invasion which is kind of the the higher level stakes of this is like who's going to be in control of the continued yerk infestation of earth and if it's Visser one then we get to keep doing things her way which is the like you just said the slow yeah. sharing infiltration but if it's yeah. Mr. three he just wants to he just wants to overwhelm them with superior yeah. numbers like he basically wants to, he probably would end up destroying like half the hosts that they're trying oh, yeah. to get but he he thinks that that's the more direct way and the way that won't make the yurks sympathetic to the human cause kind of um, right i don't and think also he's thinking he's just, that far ahead yeah but. no i don't either it's nice I to ascribe this to him yeah <laughs> um, i think he's just impatient and he wants to shoot some dudes and yeah. if he can't do it then he's gonna throw a tantrum and clomp his little feet until he can <laughs> um so so Eldris, um we look at her memory, which is mm-hmm. a couple chapters of she was about to be transferred to a taxon host and sent to the taxon planet, even though she has like what she thinks is the signal, the um, I guess the actual location for Earth or like yeah, a, a system. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, she's got the got the latitude the and longitude. She's going to plug it into uh, Google Maps. And, yeah, uh, just go. Maps. Um, yeah. So she's going to be sent off to a taxon planet. She can't stand that concept because mm-hmm. she's like, I know where it is. This is going to be my ticket to like being promoted to getting a ton of your coasts. Like I'm going to get class. an extra five days vacation next oh, year. Like you just you have to let <laughs> me do this thing. Um, so she's she grabs one of her. Um, it is a minion. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's her minion Essam, mm-hmm. who is like, I guess she knows that he's, uh. Like he he's not aggressive. Like he yeah. I, he I don't remember what it was, but he got a demerit essentially yeah. for like previous lack of Yurk aggression. Yeah. But he's also a good technician and a pilot. So yeah, she's he's like, a pilot. Okay, here's and a guy I, I can she, order around. I can order around and then probably kill if I have to. And yep. he knows it. Yep. <laughs> this poor guy. So, um, they hop over to our galaxy. Um, and I like that they describe it as translating from Z space because that's yeah. a really cool. Like I was like, oh that. That communicates exactly, like, that makes so much more sense than any other way that I was trying to understand how C-Space Right. <laughs> Which is, it's not a physical place. It's a weird data storage medium Yeah, you, somehow. like, get, like, warped, like, reboot yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. No, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, so she's looking at our 
galaxy and sees a blue planet and that's Earth. And they're immediately floored, or by the time they kick on uh, kind of greater scanning capabilities, um, that's what clues her in that this is absolutely it. This is absolutely the location of this class five species. Because yeah, there's so much like, data coming off of it that she's just floored. She's yeah. overwhelmed. And she's kind of scared because yeah. there's so much information. It's just, like, really cool is, like, the idea of her, like, floating above our planet. Like, mm-hmm. listening to all these signals and being, like, overwhelmed. Like, it's it's cool but also scary because we know that she wants to take over this planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but temporarily, it's uh, it's the fun the fun trope of getting to see an alien, a completely alien person experience yeah. Earth for the first time gives you a new lens to like, okay, what is it like to an outsider looking yeah. down at our beautiful blue planet? And then immediately they land on Earth in the middle of um, a war. Mm-hmm. I, I was, think it's the Gulf War. Yeah, it must be. Because um, I, think, I think someone in it mentions Desert Storm or like they yeah. overhear chatter that includes that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also, like they, they, like we said before, the human that she first goes into is, um, he's a Muslim and he's on the losing side. So mm-hmm. um, that makes sense. Um, and like she's in the middle of war and they're scared by, like they're in hork morphs looking at these humans killing each other, mm-hmm. which is like shocking to them. Right. Yeah, like, this is where we get the thing you brought up, Megan, of her being shocked that humans can be in a disagreement with each other and she ascribes it to like oh it's because they have once she takes over her first host she ascribes it to the fact that we have like a bilateral brain um like that we have two brain halves connected by the corpus callosum which is not how brains work but it's a cool theory so i'll allow it yeah i know not much about brains (laughs) so i i was like sure sounds there's some cool sure. stuff you can look up um like neat experiments about um like when the corpus callosum is severed you do get oh, some yeah, neat yeah. effects of like half of your brain can't uh communicate with the other half yeah. as effectively but it, the reality is it doesn't have a huge impact on your overall life it's yeah. not like we have two people in our heads fighting all the time but it's a cool <laughs> idea so it works for me yeah well it's, it's like yeah i remember hearing about those studies and it was like really cool what one mm-hmm. brain can be like one half of your brain can be processing information that the other yeah. doesn't um but i like there's a really long sequence of her learning about the human brain which is really cool yeah like because she's the first Yurk to ever go into a human brain, so she's discovering it for the first time. And she's talking about, like, like with every other host, we have, like, we're given all this information on how to go in and take over. And this is, like, a whole new experience. And the human brain is, like, so cool. And they have so many, fe- like, feelings and sensing, like, sensations. Yeah. And it's, like, this joyful thing even though she's doing a terrible thing yeah <laughs> to this human that she's in um, yeah it's really interesting um so she basically crawls through this poor guy's head um and figures out who is the quote-unquote winning side in this war or like the, right. the side with the most powerful weapons and stuff right at this point they're just looking for like literally the biggest guns basically that was yeah. their concern in orbit is like oh do they have orbital weapons like is there any kind of a defense system if not who's the biggest gun on the planet because that's who we should take over um so she decides we have to go to america that's the side that i've heard like from his has an brain. absurd military budget. Yeah, cool. Seems let's like go they've there. Got, they've seems got like they no got health care, but a lot of tanks. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's complicated. It. But uh, 
Uh, <laughs> um, Don't worry about it, children, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they, they leave the active war zone. Um, they kill the host behind them because they yeah. can't have witnesses, which is, again, a very rough sequence. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I understand the motivation of wanting to show the horrors of war. Like, that's yeah. the thing they've always been into. But I don't feel qualified to talk about whether that part is done effectively. Yeah. It is rough to read. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say I think they wrote what happened to this kid. Like, yeah. like they, they humanized him and... It's the way they would have written any soldier that she would have taken over first, but it it has implications in our right. in our current yeah. <laughs> world that he is a Muslim man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then the council adjourns for a break, so we get Mister oh talking trash. This was <laughs> my favorite. Every time there's a break, I was like, I cannot be any more delighted by these than I already am. And every time there's a break, I was proven delightfully <laughs> wrong. Take, like, they take a snack breaks. break. Yeah, they take so many breaks. <laughs> the Yurks are like constantly like, oh my god, I can't take this anymore. Can we take a break? Can I gotta stretch. Like- <laughs> this conference room is so small. I need to go just like talk to Jenny and talk dish about what's going on in accounting this week. My host needs some bark and yep. someone bring <laughs> someone bring the tax on hosts more raw meat. We need to- <laughs> Yeah, they describe like the the two taxons on the council is like oh, yeah. gigantic and like being attended to by geds holding raw meat. Yeah, they're so full. They they're full hungry. Jabba. Like they're full Jabba at this <laughs> yeah. point, which I did not remember was the thing that happened. That taxons yeah. just continued to grow, but yeah. they super do. They they're just like Jabba the Hutt wearing like graduation robes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But so not funny. even not even like college graduation, but like PhD, where you've got like the finicky wizard hood and like <laughs> six layers of drapery. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's good. Um, and they're all in like holograms. So what are they like? Great questions. Great <laughs> questions. I would love to know the answer. I would love to have a book for every member of the Council of Thirteen. Oh Did goodness. we mention that there's a secret emperor and nobody <laughs> outside the council knows who it is? It's like a whole like you know the card game mafia. Yeah, like, no, it, it's like a mafia werewolf situation. It's, it's like, like they're all double them, bluffing. One of them is the emperor, but we don't know mm-hmm. who. Right. And two of them are like in shadow, so I can't even see what kind of aliens they are. Right. And there's one priest, and he can save the yeah. werewolf if he decides to. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Good game. Um. So anyway, the 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 excuse is that like their hosts need food. Right. So Vis- oh my god. So Visser three. Visser three is like okay. I can't decide if this is a sick, deliberate burn or just beautiful ignorance. But he's like, listen. I know so much about humans. I'm aware that humans need to eat. I'm going to bring you a snack. (laughs) The snack that he brings her is a beautifully plated head of romaine lettuce and two whole raw eggs. And a glass of water. And a glass of water. And this just to wash out, it all down. And this is brought up by, like, a hork controller who yeah. presumably is just, like, going about his day. Yep. <laughs> and just needs to take a quick break to make a kitchen delivery of just the finest seamless takeout you could ever yeah. believe. <laughs> this is, like, you know how in Breath of the Wild you can cook dubious food? I feel like that's what's been happened here. This is, like, the raw ingredients of yeah. dubious food. Like, this is, yeah. like, what you pick up. Mm-hmm. In your first, like, the, I only played 10 minutes of that game, and that is, like, what I picked up. No, it's definitely, (laughs) like, you climb one tree, you get two raw eggs, you find one head of lettuce, and you're like, okay, cool, what can I make with this? What can I make? Um, egg lettuce and eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Wet lettuce Cool egg memory, yeah. (laughs) Cool egg memory. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um. 
Yeah, so she's like, this isn't going to work. Um, this will not hungry. do. Yeah. <laughs> this will not do. Um, and Visser 3's first gambit. Oh, God, he has so to... many. I'm going to track how many gambits he has. Yeah. There's, the, there's the egg intimidation gambit. Yeah, you know he was, like, planning for, like, weeks. He was like, Yeah, Oof. so, right, because there's another book where he's the protagonist, like, where he's Phoenix, right? And, like, he has all of these master plans set up. Yeah. Like, he has, like, a little notebook where he's writing yep. down, like, okay. So his Here's thing my this strat. time. Yeah, this time his strat is, okay, I'll... I'll offer her a partnership where we can, like, go against the council together with all of the hosts on Earth. Which she says is, like, she's like, I know you're trying to trick me and you're recording all this. I think he might have genuinely been, like, <laughs> that could be, like, like you know, he was like, that could be an angle. Because then we could yeah. be in charge of Earth and I could just kill her and then I'd be in charge. So, you know, he was like, well, either she falls for it and the council sides with me or, like, she goes with it. And then, and then we do the thing. Yeah, like, I feel like great. he was definitely ready to, to do that. I think so. I'm always willing to believe that he's completely on board for a ridiculous plan. So, yes. Yeah, like... He's like, he, listen, I'm going to soften her up with a nice egg. <laughs> I'm going like, to offer her an egg in this trying time. And then we're going to go straight to the treason. He's like, I I bet, like, a salad is just some lettuce. So I bet if I give her, like, a whole head of lettuce... It's a super that'll salad. Be, that's plenty. She'll yep. be fine. This is She'll a cob salad so what I've happy. made for her. <laughs> Um, so the council turns their hologram back on and it's time to dive back into a different memory in the memory dump from Eldris. Mm -hmm. Um, this time they decide to look at the data streams to figure out like where in America to go to, I think, or maybe this is, she's already gone through the, the, the most the cities that are mentioned the most and they decide hollywood because Uh she's seen an episode of star trek (laughs) um and they're very confused and she's like how did they they've developed this thing called phasers Phasers? they are so powerful and then she's like wait this may be a lie they may have created a way to record lies about technology (laughs) and and i like that meanwhile sm is like super thir- like literally thirsty yeah like he, he's he's dying literally of dying of thirst yeah um and she's like wait, meanwhile I have she's to just listen. watching like wait sorry i have to watch deep space nine this is yeah. a really important further research to me i'm like, just gonna just gonna binge it real <laughs> excuse quick excuse me i need to learn the concept of fiction real quick so you can get water later <laughs> um we'll so- land another time <laughs> i cannot miss my stories um, so, like, the cities that she picks up as being important are oh, God. New York, D.C., L.A., and Hollywood, and I think yep. maybe one more. Um, and she's like, they keep talking about Hollywood, so that's where we need to go. That's obviously the most important city. It's good. It's very <laughs> it's, good. I love, like, this is where I was like, oh, my God, this book is taking a turn. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. This- um, and they land in a pool, and this is where it's just Earth Girls are easy. They land in a pool, and there's a yep. bikini babe, like... Oh, alien suits. And cool. She thinks they're auditioning for like a show, and then like this producer comes out and he's like, "These aren't these aliens aren't what we want for this show." And like, it's, they're like not phased <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um. And so these, obviously they immediately take them over as controllers. Them. They kill the Horkbajir hosts just mm-hmm. in case you're starting to feel some sympathy yeah, for these no. charming aliens. Reminder. <sighs> um. They take over the humans. Um. Jenny Lynn and I don't remember the the man's name. Yeah, no, I was trying to remember. 
Oh, SM. It's SM. SM. And SM is her minion. Edris. Edris is her name. Edris. Yeah. Edris takes over the girl, Jenny Lyons. SM takes over the guy. Oh, no. Is her name really Jenny Lyons? She's an addict. That's bad. No, no. She has a different name. And then she says people called her Jenny Lyons. And she was into a substance, which I'm assuming you can, as an adult now, I can put together. Um, So, yeah. Jenny is... Um, addicted to unspecified drugs, and um, SM's host is a producer who thinks that she's hot. Yep. She's <laughs> like, kind of concerned about her, but also probably has bad intentions. Yeah, because they're, like, poking around these brains, um, mm-hmm. and SM's like, oh, my host thinks your host is not very smart, but also very attractive. Right. This and thing then called it, attraction. Yeah, that right. I this is about. still early on enough that they're like, what does it mean to be attracted? Yeah, what does like, it mean to be hormones. attractive? Yeah. What are what does it mean? And like like and what's and, this and, brain soup mess yeah. that everything's just marinating in? It's horrible. And like and and like um Visser's post going around Jenny's brain and she's like she's only concerned with finding this like substance, but also mm-hmm. she has like if I go back enough, I found something that would be the foundation of the, uh, like, what I ended up doing on Earth with the sharing, mm-hmm. um, which we find out later exactly what that is. But we know that Jenny wants to be an actress, but has never actually been able to act in anything, and she's kind of hanging out with this producer. Um, so it's not, things don't seem to be going well for her. No. Um and then they're taken over by aliens. <laughs> so, great. Bad to worse. <laughs> out of the frying pan. Um, and Essen is kind of thinking that humans are they have a lot to like they, there's a lot of strength in these mm-hmm. minds because he, he like he's like there's a lot of things happening here they have like they have like the two brains and they're thinking with each other and that means that they become stronger because they can yeah i really like liked him kind of, as a foil to her was yeah. a great choice in this moment and especially like the two of them picking apart their hosts was yeah. a neat way to look at um, like SM spends a lot of time talking about like, oh, my host has faced all these challenges and he's managed yeah. to rise above them despite that, which is, we can talk about like how bootstrapping doesn't yeah. work. And that's just, that's a nice lie yeah. that we tell people. Um, but in this particular instance, SM saw that his host drew on strength to make it to yeah. where he was despite disadvantages. Um, and yeah, Edris he... is over here. Like my host started with every advantage and just was unable to cope with the world. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, I like the way that they talk about um, inhabiting different brains. Like, there's just, like, it's a different experience. Yeah. Like, SM is in a very resilient brain that happens to be doing well, but then Jenny is not doing well, and she is preoccupied by this thing she's addicted to. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's a completely different, like, perspective that they have literally inside these brains. Mm -hmm. Um, But... um, the viscer is going like I, I think I can figure out how to get these humans to like we can get them to turn on each other. Um, right. She doesn't explain what it is because back to the trial, um, she she's saying like I, I figured out how to convince these humans to um, attack each other, but, like try to enslave themselves. We can do this mm-hmm. e- more easily than viscer three is claiming. Like just starting a war, we can do it in a much more orderly. Right. And we have the first, I don't remember, uh, I don't remember how it's brought up, but I think this is the first time we get this hint of Visser 1 doesn't actually care about the large scale consequences of war, but there are two humans that she cannot allow to be killed. Yeah. No further information given. And of course, I assumed at this point that she had like 
sympathy for like Marco and Marco's dad at this yeah, point when me I was too. Reading, which is like a good misdirect because it turns out to make complete sense both like why like Visser hasn't gone after Marco all like once we find out everything it all mm-hmm. makes sense um right but at this point that's kind of what I was thinking because I was like why else would Visser have not turned Marco in all this time mm-hmm. but it's a completely different reason but it also makes complete it all ties it's really in. good yeah um like it's a twist but not in a cheap way like it just makes sense to me mm-hmm. um and then and right the- so Visser, <laughs> the two Vissers are having this argument about like might and whether it's better to go in with guns blazing or mm-hmm. to do the slow infiltration and Visser one scores some points on him like no listen i had earth prepped for invasion i handed it to you and immediately you messed it all up yeah. But then, then we get another gambit. Gambit number two. Bunch of animorphs pop yeah. up and Question start mark? fighting. And, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, hork controllers attacking a tiger and a bear. And Visser's like, there's six animorphs. There's only, like, four animals here. And it's usually one of them usually, usually one stays. of them is an andalite. Yeah. Yeah, usually one of them is an andalite morph, which makes the other... Like, Yurks think that, like, they're trying they're to, like, all show animals. off. Yeah. But, like, I think they're probably not. Like, like she's, like, thinking through all of this. Um, and then realizes that, like, after Visser um, kills, like, he gets the Herkbajir to kill one of the, like, he kills the tiger. The animals, and then, yeah. like, the bear turns on. Like, like she's watching this, like, this isn't how the, the bandits usually act and realizes right. Like, the tiger false. attacks the bear or something. Yeah, it's something where, like... I first was like, I don't remember Jake dying in this. Yeah. Book. And then realized, like, oh, I have been tricked. Yep. I too um, fell for Visser 3's clever trap. His clever ruse. Um, mm-hmm. And she realizes Visser 3 just, like, got a bear and a tiger and, like, made some underlings, uh, like, act like this is a real fight. And then yep. he, like, they all die. Yep. <laughs> yikes. Super um, yikes. But so Visser Three gets this moment of like, "Hey guys, yeah. like I live on camera just murdered the Andalite <laughs> bandits that have been plaguing me for years. Like, just believe it. Just go with it." Yeah, it's fine. he like he plays it off as like, "Oh yes, I made sure to like make sure that the I was vocal about doing this, and the, the Andalite bandits could not resist, and I was ready. And look, I killed them. Also, let's continue with the trial. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask me any further questions about this. I cannot stand up to further yeah. scrutiny." No, but, like, let's continue. Yep. Um, and the, like, the next gambit is that um, the council has a witness. Um, dun, dun, dun. And at this point, it's been implied that um, SM died at some point. Like, at this point, it's implied that she killed him. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, whatever human he infested was, like, not. We assume also died. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, not of interest even. Um, but the witness is a homeless man or just a he's like a guy who um knows what aliens are yeah and he and nobody believes him you know so he's believes kind of him. fallen into like a, a state of destitution yeah um and so he knows what all these aliens are he's acting a little weird but he knows all of this um and he says that he and sm were friends um and Eldris and Eldris had infested someone named Dallas and Kim, and mm-hmm. that was his wife, and they were in love, and they had kids. And this is like dun, a big dun, bomb. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it turns out this guy is named Hildy Gervais. Mm-hmm. Gervais? Gervais. Um, and they lived on Earth for like a year. 
and internally. Right, and this is this is the year where there's a mysterious gap in the memory logs, mm-hmm. like when Visser One submitted her memory dumps. This this part was just not not yeah, there. Not interesting. I was just researching mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, and so like internally, she's thinking like there was a year when I was living on Earth as a yep. as a human. Um, and she doesn't. There was wanna, a year where I went traitor. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to think about it, and um, like she, she's thinking about how she has to not give away that, but also not like she thinks about Marco a little bit as if like Ava is bleeding into mm-hmm. her like perception of what like because like she and Ava are definitely they have <laughs> they have legitimate reasons to not like each other. Yeah. Um, but they both are trying to protect Marco for different reasons, which is interesting. Um, so we're in, she's trying to explain what She's trying to justify herself to the council. And meanwhile, Eva's screaming at her like, you monsters, I can't believe you had kids just knowing that they were going to be taken over by the year. How could you do this? I can't believe, like, I ever thought there were things we might share goals on. This is absurd. Um, Um, and Edris is, yeah, she's kind of panicking at this point. Like she doesn't have an immediate, she didn't expect this. She didn't expect them to know about the kids at all. Um, So she's trying to think on her feet. And she didn't expect um, Hildy to be alive at this point, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and we find out later more of why, what happened to him, um, which makes remembering the sequence really... Because <laughs> she implies Rough. some yeah. stuff that we find out later, which, like, now I'm like, oh, when she says, like, like Essam was still part of him, <laughs> I didn't yep. expect it to be, like, literally. Literally. Oh, it's um, bad. It's rough. So... Um, apparently what happened was that Eldris was in Jenny, was controlling this host by, um, getting drugs Mm -hmm. for her. Um, but it was, she wanted a better morph. She finds this woman, um, Allison Kim, who's a scientist who's like working on some movie and she trades up to this better host, um, Mm -hmm. and drowns Jenny on her way out, which is horrific. Bye. Yeah. Um, and so Allison's brain is... Oh, yeah, that was the first pool scene. I forgot. Yeah, this was not just, like, scenes. the ocean. This was pool scene number one was, like, um, Jenny and Allison Kim are having, like, a playful pool fight, yeah. which is also also pretty gay. Um, <laughs> and she pulls Allison Kim underwater with her, infests her underwater, yeah. and then drowns Jenny yeah. now that she's in this new body. Yeah. Uh, like on her way out, she tells Jenny to breathe. It's so it's, yeah. Oh god, it's rough. I mean, it's very effective, yeah. but it's also this, kind of a lot. Also, man, Elders has a lot of like drowning. Like yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Fake, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some water. kind of like birth death your cool yeah. thing going on here. Um. So she's saying that Allison's brain is a lot different, and she mm-hmm. she's a scientist. She's like really educated. She's smart, and that like she is like a worthy opponent like she yeah. she seems to be impressed by how much Al- um Allison is fighting being infested cuz Jenny just kind of was able to be placated but mm-hmm. Allison is trying Allison fights to fights back yeah. yeah like and she's talking about like oh like I would play this game where I let her control one eye and then she tried to like I was in traffic and she closed the one eye I let her control the perfect and, you know, timing mm-hmm. um and so she's like, oh, I was shocked that this human would rather die than let me continue controlling her. And that's, like, the first part of, like, the – like, this is something that comes up a lot in this book. Right. Is, as a theoretical strength of humans is yeah. determination against all odds in the face of 
complete and utter yeah. defeat. Because, like, I guess, like, the Yurks are so self-interested and so mm-hmm. interested in survival above all else that the concept of, like, having an idea that you would rather die for die than, than lose mm-hmm. is, is, like, alien. But then this ends up becoming a thing that Eldris starts kind of yeah kind of like living her own self right um once she once she has a second anchor in the world um so this is also this is this is a bad ship you guys but there's a reading of it that's that's pretty queer because there's a lot of like oh i i really admire allison and i enjoy our conversations together and yeah there's there's some stuff happening there well it's like they they end up like Especially once they get to their, like, their Xenopoly family <laughs> yeah. part of the... Yeah, yeah. Then it's just like, okay, this is, yeah. this is a cool queer family you guys have going on. Yeah. And also it's horrible. But yeah. Hey. But it's, it's interesting because it's like they're literally <clears throat> two minds, mm-hmm. like, melding and, like, constantly being in conversation and, like, it's messed up. It's it's a bad dynamic. It is not healthy, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's, like... That's that's my that's my pitch for this book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's messed up, it's rough, but it's so fascinating. Yeah, it, it's it's like these two minds kind of butting up against each other, and it is mm-hmm. not a fair arrangement. <laughs> no, but it is an interesting way to have these two characters have this constant um, like discussion, but then also they they start like their ideals start bleeding into each other. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back at the trial, <laughs> Visser 3, like, manages to maneuver it so that, like, um, Eldris has to do a, a, a new memory dump of that missing year. Right. It's or like, oh, she could be killed. lying. Yeah. Yeah, Visser 3's like, what if she collaborated with humans all this time and she's been trying to trick us and, like, all mm-hmm. of this, like, we should just go to war. So you just do a memory dump. She's clearly hiding something. Right. Which and apparently is normally Visser's aren't subject to this because the council kind of understands that they're going to be doing crimes anyway and they yeah. don't they don't want to put them in a position where they can't have plausible deniability of those crimes <laughs> i assume yeah because um, she so, says something about like we both had so many things that they could yeah, have gotten us from, right. but we know <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of a tacit understanding um so she's panicking um and her only spark of hope is that the the council member who says he'll oversee the live memory dump is someone who used to be her mentor Garoth. Yeah. Which yeah. is not not the spelling of Jeff it's that like, I initially yeah, thought like, it was. It's g- like Garof. 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 Yeah. Garof. Um, Garof. And she's wondering if he's the emperor and if, like, what's the, like, are they... What's the motivation? Yeah, why do like, they? Why are they trying to help me? Like, maybe he's sympathetic to me or maybe he's not going to be sympathetic to me. But basically, he's going to be the only one who experiences um, the memory memory being dumped right and then um, he'll tell he'll tell the rest of the council like what his verdict is based yeah. on this chunk of information um so apparently um as some oh my god this is the hour. wild ride of a year this is like um this is a rom-com yeah this is like the like like the like <laughs> The fic where, like, they all become a family and live yeah, in the suburbs? Yeah, no, absolutely. It is, but it's, that's this book. That's, that's just, real. like, ten pages of this book. Yeah, it's, like, 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 Allison was, like, you need to know humans, and 
Like, she, like, makes a bet with Edris, kind yeah. of, that, like, once you know us, like, you'll understand and you won't want to do this yeah. thing. Like, Alice and Kim standing up solo yeah. for the fate of the species. Alice I love her so much. Alice and Kim is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's so she's good. She's, like, the heroine I'm so of this bummed book. about her. Yeah. I, I she is. She's, like, the only reason that <laughs> Earth hasn't fallen is because Allison did such a good job convincing Visser 3 that, like, yeah. there are some parts of humanity that are worth investigating. Um. Yeah, so, so SM... In Hildy and uh-huh. um, Eldris and Allison basically just become human for a year. Like they they get married. They yep seem to they be have in love. lobster dinners together. <laughs> they have lobster. They have romantic lobster dinners. Yes, sorry, should have specified. It does say romantic. <laughs> they um, play. They join a volleyball team. They join a volleyball team. They join a beach volleyball team. Um, they get pregnant. Yes. Um. Ava is also, like, as we're in this memory, um, Garof is seeing this, and, like, Eldris is trying to frame things. It's like, like she, she can't right. really tell him anything, but she can kind of hope that he sees what he wants to see. And then also Ava is seeing this, and she mm-hmm. can't believe that, like, you lived this life, you had these children, how can you be still what you are? And um, how have you never shown me this? Why didn't you tell me this in the yeah. first place? Um, and after seeing a little bit of this idyllic life, Garof is is like, oh, so you you became Jenny, like you are an addict for this experience, like you, right? You're addicted to humans, yeah. Yeah, because she says like, I it was so like she loved being a human and being on Earth and living a normal life, which is kind uh-huh. of heartbreaking, but also she's a criminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Eldris wants to protect these kids they had, like they had twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And the memory ends. The council guy is the only one who saw that, and she assumes that she's going to be convicted because he basically saw her give in to living a human life. Mm -hmm. Um, But he ends up going like, okay, continue your testimony, and she's completely... As if nothing (laughs) happened, yeah. Um, And then she kind of realizes, like, oh, they don't want me to be convicted. They already decided what they wanted to happen. Yep. Um, so how can I how can I do this? And her yeah. solution is I have to find a way to discredit Visser Three yeah. because at this point that's the only thing she can hang this you know this absurd trial format on is give them another target, make them understand that I'm not the only one who's you know uh, done something wrong yeah. in the service of this greater war. Um, and like Ava is kind of working with her at this point oh, because man, Ava's so yeah. good. Yeah, she's so good, and she she wants to protect Marco, and the whole time she's constantly going like. Like my son is so great. Like yeah. he's he's gonna get you, and like I'm like it's. I'm it's, so proud of him. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but I'm also like, of course, I'm so glad Marco's mom loves him this much. But also, oh my god, poor Marco. The whole book yep. is poor Marco. Yep. Um, so she says like, oh, you know, I was just on Earth spying. Um, I had to learn about Earth. Um, I gave up those children. That was a mistake. Like I, I felt like the pull of the human brain, but I overcame mm-hmm. it. Um, and she doesn't. Uh, there's say- a moment where Ava steps in to like save her when yeah. Mister Three is about to be like, "What did you do with the kids?" And uh, Edris <laughs> wants to lie and say I killed them. And yeah. Ava steps in and is like, "You can't do this. Look yeah. how eager he is. Like, what if he has your kids? Yeah, know you're lying." Um, and they ask her what happened to Allison, and she kind of is able to get them to go on a lunch break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a real lunch break because the the eggs just they're not filling yeah. enough. They weren't um, cutting it. And Visitor 3 reluctantly lets her go to the, like, human Oh, cafeteria. my God. Right. So there's this great scene where Visitor 3 and two Horkvajir guards are, like, standing over here while she eats, like, this boiled chicken and potato yeah. dinner. 
Well, because she's like, oh, the Yurk's running the cafeteria here. Like, keep on top of what, like, nutritional Human nutritional fads, yeah. Which is like, I'm just, I want a whole book of just... Whose job is that? Yeah. Of just, like, the Yurk's discovering cooking. Like, I was watching a lot of Kitchen Nightmares recently, and I'm just imagining them, (laughs) like, fumbling around the kitchen, like, oh, I guess they need this. (laughs) Um, like a hork deer using yeah. knife blades to chop up a lettuce <laughs> really quickly. Like, give happening. me that scene. Give me that scene. Um, and um, she, there's another controller with a cell phone that actually works underground wherever they are. And so she manages to, like, steal this cell phone. Yeah. Um, and she goes into the bathroom and makes yep. the call that I had somehow forgotten happened at the end of the previous book. And that was a cliffhanger. Oh, God. This um, call's rough. It's really, it's a lot. So she yeah. calls Marco, and basically she needs a distraction because she doesn't, like, she's going to have to tell them what happened to her, to the kids, what happened with Allison, everything that happened while she was on Earth. And right. And she knows that right now Visser 3 looks great because they've just seen him, quote, kill the Andalite bandits, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most obvious way to discredit him is to reveal, actually, no, buds. That's not how it yeah. went down at all. Um, so she calls Marco. She kind of tries to make it. Like, she tries to get him to come, and Marco puts together really fast. Oh, he's so quick. He's so smart. And, like, I like that his mom later is, like, he can see things the way I see them, where, like, he can put it. Like, I was like, oh, Like, straight through beginning to end. Oh, I love them. Um, So they're kind of negotiating, and he's trying to act cool, but obviously he's heartbroken. Um, um, And she ends up telling him where the new York pool entrance is, because he's like, we kind of um, destroyed the the last last one. (laughs) You could, like, tell us where the other one is. Maybe I'll come. I don't know. Right. Maybe I'll see you at the movies. Maybe later I'll come by. What you Um, doing? And then Eldris passes on... And I love you from his mom, which is really yeah. sweet. Oh. And and he's like, oh, I know Marco's that like, she loves me. I know me. my mom loves me. But I'm like, going to kill you, Yurk. Yeah, but it's also, still heartbreaking. I'm, I'm really glad that she actually did pass that along. Like, yeah. like it was definitely a um, gambit. It was a manipulative moment, yeah, but I still really appreciated yeah. it. Um, so back to the trial. They finally drag her out of the bathroom. <laughs> Mr. Three's been yelling at her the whole time. <laughs> Which She's I, like, listen, listen, we're not... Oh, Andalite's poop. I forgot. Does he, like... Well, I, I like the concept of him not going in either because it's, like, a human-shaped stall or because, right. like, it's the women's room, like, and he somehow feels that that would be That he wrong. can't violate like, I don't know what... I don't know what his deal is, but he's just yelling and slamming on the door. <laughs> yeah, that's a good image. Um, back to the trial. Um... She's saying, like, after a year on Earth, she had to contact the York Empire because they were running out of Kendrena race. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, she tries to pin the treason, essentially, on um, Essam. She's yeah. saying that, like, oh, when I told when I told him about this plan, when I told him I had reached out to the Yurks, he got very irrational. Yeah. He thought we could just lie to Yurk High Command, and I would never do that. I, you know, the Yurks are my destiny yeah. and my dream. Like, she's kind of spinning it as that both of them felt the like thrall of the human brain and he completely gave into it and she finally woke up after like realizing what the brain had been doing and she mm-hmm. knew that they had to contact the council and SM wouldn't like like she's trying to spin this a certain way and the council's buying it um yeah 
And this is the first time we see Visser 3 kind of shaken because he yeah. spots that her mentor at least is like, oh, okay, cool. You were yeah. just a spy. Go on. And it's great because at this point he keeps having these like explosions of being free yeah. of like being upset. And he's actually right. <laughs> like he's yep. correct that this yep. is that she's lying and that like the council shouldn't be reacting this way. But the more he like blusters, the more he looks bad. So it's great yep. for her. He's just setting himself in the worst light. And I love it. Um, and then, then she basically is saying, like, well, we le- we left Hollywood because there was already a movement that was very similar to the yeah. sheriff. <laughs> so I was like, finally! <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, there's something else that she – oh, she talks about how, like, she – later on there's some other references that reminded me of – Scientology. Scientology. Um, oh, yeah, when she's talking about founding the sharing. Founding yeah. the sharing. Yeah, because she, I, I think, I didn't know until this book that Visser One was responsible for the sharing. Me neither. But they set it up in a way that makes complete sense that this was her concept for taking over Earth and the Visser Three. Because in, in retrospect, it makes no sense that Visser Three went along with right. the sharing. <laughs> Too sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, just been handed this project by a supervisor that's like a legacy thing from the person who had the position beforehand. He's like, okay, I guess I'll try to keep this running. He's but. like, I love I love a strat, but I don't know. This is like not my style. This, is this like, requires a lot of talking to humans and being charismatic. And like handing out pamphlets and right. like and like listening talking to you to about like problems? your chronons or whatever yeah. the thing is and like reaching level five so you can expend your psychic energy and it's yeah. just too much work let's just shoot them uh he was like i have to read a self-help manual and start talking <laughs> to them about like things to make it sound like i'm trying to help what's dianetics unclear <laughs> uh so so they move somewhere else where there aren't <laughs> other cults <laughs> yeah. um and she actually does specifically say that they were looking at like they were researching cults it's not just mm-hmm. they happened to stumble into a cult-like thing they were they were building a cult from the ground up um, and she had a part-time host, um, that was the sharing host Perhaps body. a science fiction author? It's yeah. unclear. Well, she says that they gave him, she, she renamed him with three names, because she was like, yeah. three names were very in, like L. Ron Hubbard, I'm a, yep. I guess. And I was also trying to I figure assume. out if his name was an anagram of some kind, but I couldn't figure it out. Oh, oh, I'm so um, bad at anagrams. He has such I would a never weird get that. name. He does. Um, but basically she wanted to... She wanted to get rid of the kids, and by that I mean keep them somewhere safe, so she right. had to have another host to be in charge of the sharing so that Alice and Kim wouldn't be implicated. Um, and she somehow was able to have a part-time host where she would just keep the other one. Yeah, it's it's bad. Hey, guys, reminder, times. reminder, this is how Yerks live. She keeps one host, like, literally locked in a closet, chained to a radiator while yeah. she's infesting the other one. It's yeah. not pretty. It's a nightmare, but... Yeah. Um, apparently it worked for a while for sure. her. Um, she's a different morality because she's an alien. Um, yep. so she frames it as that SM like took her hostage, um, was going to starve her after, like he wanted to take the kids and leave. Um, right. And he wanted to take actual Alice and Kim so the kids yeah. could have a mother without, without her, without Idris. Um, and that he forced her to switch hosts mm-hmm. um, and that she wanted to learn about humans and that's why she had these children. That's why she lived this life. And <laughs> I just like the Fist of Three interjects and refers to like – he's like, I can't believe that you, you would – you're claiming that you gave live birth to humans is like <laughs> research. Like, it's like the concept of him like – 
Like, this being, like, the most distasteful part was yeah. that it was a live birth. <laughs> Instead of, like, like a classy way of reproducing. Like a, sure. Like a you yerk. Know. Like, do andalites bud? I don't know. Yerks do bud, I yerks think. Yerks bud. I don't know what andalites yeah. do. It's never explained. Oh, there's somewhere, somewhere in here when they're talking about parenting, they... Um, they they state explicitly that yerks don't live to see their children. That mm. like yerk parents die when yeah. in order to reproduce, which is that says a lot about yeah. the, the further yeah. implications of being <laughs> able to experience parenthood as a yerk. Oh, I wonder if um, Andalites just like you know how in Animal Crossing, I mean not Animal Crossing in Pokemon. The uh-huh. daycare center are always so baffled by oh yeah, the like, where did this find? egg come from? As uh-huh. if like like. As if the Pokemon build it somehow, like it's not laid. Sure. It is like, like, like somehow like produced in some other manner. Like yeah. I'm, I'm imagining Andalites just kind of gently weaving an egg out of the air. You know what it is? I bet it's it's like a Thumbelina situation yes. where you wish hard enough. <laughs> you wish hard enough on a wish yeah, flower, and then the wish flower opens and there's opens a and tiny, there's a baby child. There's, there's a, a tiny, tiny child Andalite, and then yeah. it has to grow into a regular sized baby Andalite. Mm-hmm. After That's you, how childbirth works. Yeah, after you like let it dance with some andalite beetles. Yeah, oh, we can't apart. talk about Thumbelina. I hated it. No, we we watched. I was upset. We watched Thumbelina recently. That's why we are talking about it. It's not just a random reference. I think it was entirely in keeping with the tone of this felt, book. Actually, it felt totally, it felt appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that that was like that movie was like unexpectedly dark, just like Animorphs. Yep. yep, there were some co- costume changes. Animorphs could always yeah. use costume changes. Oh. Um, so Mr. Anyway. 3 starts going off about how they need to just take over Earth. He has this whole speech, and she's oh, like... Mr. 1 has this really good insult. <laughs> it's so good. Well, she's also like, the counselor totally bought it because they love a good speech. Uh-huh. I don't remember the insult, though. She comes in, and she's like, wow, listen to all this bluster. You sound like a Helmicron. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they love it. They love it. They're yeah, like, and the, the council cracks thing. up. Yeah, <laughs> she's killing it. Um, but they're Get still him Socrates. They scream. <laughs> but they, but they're still kind of like this. Fisher three might have something to say when he keeps mm-hmm. talking about how we need to like be cool bad guys. Um, so when Visser's final gambit comes into play, I believe. Yeah, or is she, that is that at the end of the story? No, it's around now because she's thinking that she. She's thinking internally that she has her method, like the sharing is her method of invading, partly right. because she wants to keep her kids safe. So she's afraid that Visitor 3 might have done something. Turns out he has one of her kids, Darwin, which she mm-hmm. named Darwin. Yeah. As it, I like, know, she, she's like the evolution of something new because she believed yeah. in their weird family. But also, Allison is a scientist. <sighs> yep. Like, she doesn't say that Allison had any input, but you know she did. You know she did. Um, yeah. God, all the times where she's talking about, like, oh, she, I really, really like how how opaque she is about, like, we never get an explicit statement of the ways in which Allison influenced yeah. her, but like but it know. comes out in these little moments. Yeah. Cause she's also saying like Hildy, she's even framing, um, Hildy and Essam as like one being like she, yeah. like they're the name for this being becomes like Hildy slash Essam. Like they are a single yeah. being. Um, and she's acting as if she and Allison weren't in a similar situation where they were kind of merging together, mm-hmm. but like their interests clearly were, yeah. um, like she did have to leave Allison chained up, when she took over the a other minor host. detail, so it's yeah. not it's not happy, but they had similar interests, and they yep. they were her interests were definitely being influenced by Allison always being there in her brain. 
Um, so Darwin, the child, is about nine. He's there, and they, and he's a he's controlled, and they give him a gun. They give no, they give her a gun to mm-hmm. shoot her child to prove she doesn't care about these Earth children she had. Right. Um, and she's thinking about how she doesn't know where her daughter is, who she named after the Yurk Moon. Oh, that was really good. <sighs> um, so she ends up stalling for time because the right. animals. And meanwhile, are she has she has Eva in her head saying, yeah. like, hey, remember what happened the last time you chose like your life as a Yurk over love? Are you happy with how mm. that turned out? Um, and the animorphs are here. There's a big battle. Right. Um, dun dun dun. And oh, there's sorry. I have to I have to stick with this scene for yes. one second more before we get into this particular farce. Because there's while she's stalling for time, she's doing a lot of blustering, like talking to the Yurks, like watch me, watch yeah. how good I'm going to yeah. do this shooting. <laughs> um, but there's also this internal dialogue of her like desperately looking at this child, like yeah. this isn't my biological son, but like isn't there a spark? Isn't there yeah. something to show that he's mine? And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, because yeah. like she. Like, biologically, there's nothing of this yerk in him, but, like, she right. and Allison are becoming a single being, and, like, she raised this kid for, I guess, a, a year. A year, yeah. But she's, she had these babies. Of course she has a connection. Like, of course she attached to them, even though yerks don't mm-hmm. have a concept of parent, like... Attachment, She yeah. doesn't even know what it means, but she's feeling <sighs> it. Um, so the Animorphs show up. Yep. Um, Darwin is, like, knocked aside, but he's he's safe. He's just not hurt in the battle <laughs> um the animorphs are there they fight the council by a hologram we're still watching they're having a great time just watching cheering us. yeah eating popcorn cheering them on they're literally like yelling out like mm-hmm. what the controllers there should be doing. like it's it's yeah. they're at a they're at a, like a football, at a football game, game. <laughs> yeah absolutely which is like like i was just thinking of like the jedi council in star wars oh my God. just yelling at yeah. like football anakin no yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, the taxon. At some point, the taxon gets so excited that he bites the head off, yeah. like a passing, like get or something. Yeah. Oh, so there's a battle. Um, yep. The, the animorphs kick butt. That's all I need to know. Um, yep. Um, Marco does show up as a gorilla. Yeah. Is like, hey, is this what you wanted? And then punches her yeah. in the face to knock her out. Yeah. End of scene. Yeah. Um, she wakes up. The animorphs and her are behind a hologram in a taxon tunnel. That is, uh, for now, abandoned. Like, they can have a conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Visser 3 escaped. Don't worry. he's He'll show up in the next book. He, yep. He, I'll get you Be next time. old ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, he, he morphed and escaped. I guess we're not sure what the council... Well, we find out. So, um, Visser 3... Visser 1 is really hurt. Her her mm-hmm. host was already hurt. Now she's even more hurt by this battle. Um, oh, Marco's seeing out. his mom like on the verge of death. This is this is a lot. Yeah, poor. I like all my notes now are like punctuated with poor Marco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this scene so much. It's so though. good. Like, the, this is great. This is one of my favorite scenes, even though it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, um, Eldris is like, okay, y- you're done. You can leave. Like she she doesn't say I'm not gonna turn you in, but she's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you're done. Leave. Like she wants him to go before she has to say anything. Yeah. Um. But Marco already put together that like if he leaves her and they don't do something to frame what just happened, she's just gonna get killed. Include and his mother's gonna get killed because she's mm-hmm. the host. Um, and he doesn't want to turn them in. 
Um, and he knows that she won't turn them in either because she knows about them. And if she hid this, if she hid that she contacted the Animorphs to interrupt a Visser meeting. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, she's done some light treason, but this yeah. is like super treason. Well, this is where I was like, oh, wait, like she, she said that she was becoming human for a while. And then she's she, like, Visser 3 is also, uh, like is also doing this where they're like they're fighting amongst themselves. I guess Yurks yep. always had been like jostling with each other for who's in charge, but like this seems like specifically This human. is a new level of, yeah. And like she's talking with Ava like it's the two brains in conversation mm-hmm. and that's causing both strength and weakness. Like like this is all of the It's really good. Yeah, I know here they are. <laughs> um and Marco's mom is talking to her as she's trying to figure out what to do. And she says, like, I know you don't believe in anything, but I believe in a higher power. And I was taken. Like, you you think that you took me over at random, but I think it was because I have this son who can grow, grow mm-hmm. strong and defeat all of these yurks. So you have to work with me. Um, and she, they hold her at Tailblade. And, like, Ava wants to talk to Marco because... Like, they basically say, like, either let my mom go or we're going to kill you. Right. Um, and Ava's like, he's not kidding. He's going to really, like, I, like Marco's going to do that. Um, right. I have to put my trust in these two humans who hate me. Yeah. So I guess I don't have another choice except to yeah. temporarily leave my host. So she does. Um, she leaves. And so we're that- still we're still with Visser One's yeah. perspective. So, so all we see is, like, she's a slug just being held yeah. in hand. And she can't even see any. Like, she's just mm-hmm. the sensation of, I left the host and I was being held in a hand. And she's basically mm-hmm. assuming she's going to get killed. And she's, like, not at peace with it, but she just assumes she's been defeated. Um, but then she's put back in Ava's ear. And mm-hmm. she can't access the memories of what just happened because there's too much going on um but marco is crying but accepting that this is happening um she Mm -hmm. doesn't know what they talked about right so marco says you know he's he's crying he's telling his mom he's so sorry and they have to make it look realistic um so they they beat up visser one a little bit and they knock her out um and visser one explains this uh alien science magic plot where when a host gets knocked out um the yerk often is still conscious yeah. and can experience like past memories even if they can't control the body because yeah. the body's unconscious well i guess it's so like, that's what we get i guess it's like dreaming like she can just comb yeah. through the memories like your brain when you're asleep is like sorting memories right. they think so um so apparently the conversation that marco and ava have was about if elders should be allowed to live or be mm-hmm. gift, like handed in or if they should kill her um Marco. Um, so Ava actually at this point is saying, Marco, you have to you have to let her reinfest me because yep. Visser One's invasion is more peaceful. It'll it'll be it'll be slower. It'll keep you. You'll safe. have more of a chance. Yeah. yeah. And like she wants to protect her son, so she's trying to get him to agree with her. Um, and she explains like Eldris has children, she wants to protect them, even though That's she's, why she's yeah. doing this invasion at all. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's this great scene of, like, Visser 1 initially is like, okay, so I know Marco's human, but all the rest of these are probably animals, yeah. right? And then one at a time, like, the other Animorphs chime in with, like, 
Marco asks Cassie, yeah. like, what do you think? And Cassie's like, she's telling the truth. So yeah. He's like, okay, one of them is human. Uh, initially, Jake says something in, like, a very end. Like, he's doing a good job of, like, keeping up this false front of, like, oh, no, I, I cannot possibly condone this course of yeah. action. Like, says something in a very clinical way. And Visser one's like, oh, obviously that one's the end. Like, <laughs> but then Marco turns to him and Jake's just like, bro, bro, it's your call. Your mom, your call. And she's like, they're they're all human kids? Yeah, I like that she's like, Visser 3 has been defeated by a bunch of children all this time i know it's so i love this scene so much and she can never and like she's like you know that part of her is like i can never tell him but he would be so mad he would be so mad (laughs) um but like oh it's so good to know that Mm -hmm. um and and ava tells marco we each fight this war in our own way marco which is heartbreaking because she even says like like because he's like mom like dad like he was just at his dad's wedding and yeah. and she's like, it's okay, Marco. He he thinks I'm dead. Like he should move on. You should live your life. Like I can't be with you, but Ugh. like I have to fight this way, and you have to fight. It gets so sad. This poor kid, especially it's devastating. Remembering that the last book was like earlier that day. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. just was at this wedding. He just came from the wedding, right? He, He's probably was in a tux an hour ago. He just dragged Axe to a wedding and let him experience oh wedding cake. Like. And now this, <laughs> yeah, that nice date. And now, now, now he like he breaks down at the last second. And is like, mom, you don't have to do this. We'll we'll get you out of the country. Yeah. It's okay. So Eva has to be the one to say, yeah. no, I'm the one who can yeah. do this. Like we can save so many lives if this invasion is slow instead of an all out war. Yeah. Like this is the only way to do that. She's protecting. She's so it's good. So, oh, she's so strong. moms. Moms are so good. This book is about how like moms are great. Like yeah. her and Allison and like whatever spark of goodness is in right. in um, Elderus is like moms. <laughs> yeah, thank you, moms. Um, so what really happened with Essam and Allison um, is that Essam f- like f- firmly melded with Hildy. Um, mm-hmm. Would rather let Hildy leave with the kids and then starve of Candronas than than be involved. Um, with contacting the empire right um but eldris um wanted to to shape the invasion in this way that she Mm -hmm. thought would be like she wanted to make this cult and do it this slow way that it's more peaceful that she could protect her kids she can keep them safe while she's doing this horrible thing to all these other humans but we get the the impression that SM's SM's I'm gonna say so far gone, even though yeah. what I mean is like so far human that he's not even coming at it from the purely selfish motivation yeah. of like let's just protect these kids. He's like, no, I I care about yeah. these people that we've spent this time with and kind of are at this point. Um, but Eldris thinks like, okay, I need to show the council that this thing I'm building will be successful. I need mm-hmm. to show them that I can get humans to submit willingly. I need to have these meetings and convince them enough to like willingly be infested so she she says she has all these meetings they she like builds this idea of there being an inner circle and that's where where the the best people in the sharing will be right um and the thing that she learned from the soldier and jenny and living this life on earth that she implied but didn't explain until now is that humans would surrender their freedoms in exchange for empty words um which is also kind of what she's been doing this whole book, yeah. which but she she's not aware of it because she's too busy. She's too close rationalizing to it. Yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and yeah, and not just empty words, but the sense of belonging, yeah. which even more so is what 
kind of what got her addicted to mm-hmm. humanity in the first place. Yeah, so she she's weaponizing this thing that she's clearly also experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and Essam were also kind of having this bet about if she could get a willing host, and she is able to get this guy. Um, Elders, Elders is like, oh, I didn't have any more need for Allison, so she was ready to kill both her and Hild- and Hildy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very excited about the concept of being promoted once the Yorks show up. So she's not completely, she's not like Hildy. She's not gone full human. Right. She's this right. amalgam. She's starting to re-embrace. Yeah. She's got these, uh, the, the bureaucracy, the concept of bureaucracy yeah. is still incredibly appealing to her. She's like got all the worst and best qualities of yep. both yep. Yorks and humans, which is like what is so terrifying. Compelling about yeah, her. Like yeah. interesting, but also like dangerous about her. Yep. Um, so she's okay with calling the council. She's okay with discarding Allison or at least compartmentalizing it so that like, I don't mm-hmm. need her anymore. Um, but SM took, took the kids and she wanted to get them back. She didn't want to track them down to kill them. She wanted to track them down to take them back. Right. And have control over them in protecting them. Um, so back at the trial, um, they reconvene after all of this. Right. Mr. Three gets dragged <laughs> back in. <laughs> Um, and, like, I do like that this is part of it where Ava's talking to her about, like, like, I, I miss when we went sailing, even though I know it was just a cover for you, and... Oh, and Mr. One's like, no, I, I genuinely enjoyed that. Which is, like, everything she does is, like, she, she genuinely really liked it, but also she's not above using it for something. It's both. Mm -hmm. She's, she is, she's, she's, everything that she has been doing is her. Right. Um... She's told us all along, this is me, and it is her, it turns out. Yeah, so... The she, council is just like, hey, that was wild, yeah. huh? Finish <laughs> your story. That was that was good, like, another... We got to see another cool thing happen. Yeah. Let's continue Thank you for story. this entertainment. Please go on. Um. So she's saying that she wanted to go find Esam and, like, torture him and take the kids, and mm-hmm. he died asking her not to hurt the kids. Um, and he died, like, halfway out of Hildy's yeah. head. Because it was like the, the kids were sick, so they had to go to the hospital. So she tracked mm-hmm. them down because their names popped up in the computer. So she found them. Um, Essam was with Allison. Right. Um, and Essam was literally dying of Kendrona starvation. So he was, like, trying to crawl out to leave Hildy behind, but ends up being, like, partly stuck inside because he was dying Mm -hmm. on his way out so like there is literally like york in his brain affecting how he's thinking yep um which is a lot (laughs) horrifying right right in in retrospect to look back at that scene where he stumbles into the room and is yeah no it's like i mean i guess for hildy himself it would be kind of comforting i because like this Yerk was part of the person that part they of became, him for so long, but yeah. also, oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so initially, Allison gets away, um, like while while she while Edris is trying to yeah. deal with Essam and Hildy. Um, Allison, the human, runs off, leaving the children in the hospital room with Edris and this amalgamation yeah. of uh, Essam and Hildy. Yeah. And then she ends up coming back in disguise. Like she's so smart. She comes back. I in love disguise. Allison. I'm so upset. Um, Elder says that she just kills her. I don't know if yeah. I believe her. I know. Me neither. I, wa- I, <laughs> I don't want to. But like, 
you know, she's been she pretty upfront did. about when she does a murder. Yeah. But I think she just, she, she says it so matter of factly. Because this is like her remembering with Ava. She isn't telling yeah. counsel all of this. Like some of, right. like she's editing it so that she sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ava's experiencing a lot of like all of the memories as she's thinking through them. Um, so yes. I, I don't think there's wiggle room. I think she yeah. she did kill her. But I, I don't think it was as neat as she claims. It Probably was, not. Like, like no. I think she definitely was rationalizing it as like, yeah, it's time to just kill her. But I think it was more complicated, mm-hmm. which is cool that we're able to extrapolate that. Parse that. Yeah. Um, so Lord David Altman is the name of the oh, sharing post. Yep, I wrote it, it down. Thank you. And she also specifies that, that they had him die because she knew that it would be like they would revere him if he died, yeah. and then which he... is also that's a Helmicron <laughs> thing. And I then, mean, it's a Scientology thing, yeah. but it's also these like inch tall alien screamers. It's thing. both, and he yeah. and, and and she left behind a lot of nonsensical writings oh, yeah. so that they could try to pick them apart, <laughs> which is so good. It's like so good. I mean, it's terrible because she's ruining lives, but also yeah. Oh yes, my god, sorry. this but is it's so smart, incredibly <laughs> effective. Yeah. Um, and then she picked this host. She claims at random. But then right. now she's thinking at some level she wanted to have a human life. Like a family again. Yeah, she wanted to feel like she's part of a family. She wa- mm-hmm. she wanted that sense of belonging that she's yep. Yep. That she's, that she's so disdainful of. Yeah. She's like um, she abandoned her 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 children she left behind in the hospital and they were eventually adopted is I think the last we see of them narratively. Yeah. Except for uh, Darwin who came back in this yeah. book. And I guess that wasn't that long ago because Marco's yeah. mom quote unquote died not that long right. ago. And Darwin's Darwin's nine. Yeah, so Darwin's like eight, eight years ago yeah. um so at some point she switches to ava um mm-hmm. and ava is this whole time constantly going back and forth between like we need to work together for to like stop visor three but also i can't believe you did all these things i need to protect yeah. my son i can't believe you did this to your own children mm-hmm. um so the council decides after listening to all this and hearing eldris's spinning of everything that happened um, both Mr. 1 and Mr. 3 are sentenced to death, but also yep. both of them have their sentences suspended, which is the <laughs> wildest. <laughs> yep. I, cool. Okay. I guess that's just how justice works in the York Empire. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so Mr. 3, if you don't want to die, you have to give, give us, us Earth. Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, by the way, Andalites are on their way and they're right, either. Right. So after, you know, after 35 35 yeah. books in, the Andalites are amassing a fleet. They're yeah. not necessarily on their way to Earth. There's yeah. apparently a second Yurk yeah. front on the Anadi, yeah. the Anadi system. Yeah. So they don't want the Andalites to go to Earth, yeah. which is why they're not approving full-out war. Because obviously if that pops off, the Andalites have no choice but to come to Earth and disrupt this invasion. Um, so they're going to transfer Visser 1 to the Anadi world to try to like stir things up to get the Andalites to go there. Ava's mm-hmm. not happy because she wanted to stay nope. on Earth. Basically, the Andal- the Animorphs also made a deal with Visser One that, like, if she tell if she says what happened, or if she is no longer in control of the Yurk invasion, um, they're gonna tell on her. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ava's not happy, but Eldris is still who she is, and she's she's delighted, excited about like because yeah. I think it, she like she was thinking about her kids. She saw that Darwin didn't die in this fight, but he's controlled, and she's hoping that her daughter is alive. But 
she's still a yerk, so she's thinking like excited about this new light, this new world to infest. It's a new start, and yep. I can always come back and find my daughter and infest her, so she'll like be with me and love me. Right, and then we'll have the perfect Stepford Wives family, yeah. and it'll be great. Which yeah. is like such a good like. There's like a sense of the series moving ahead with this announcement about the mm-hmm. Endolites. Like there was like a really cool sense of like oh like everything's shifting into like the next um, yep. stage of this ongoing battle yeah and then and it's hard to escalate a series yeah. that's been going on this long but that felt really effective and it felt pretty natural like it yeah it didn't feel like i mean they are literally handing out like <laughs> here's the information but it, yeah. it felt but it was real. it felt well integrated especially yeah. since they're like playing on multiple levels of like we need to get mm-hmm. them to go over here and it seems plausible that they could get that to work and then delay them yep. even more um, but then also the sense of, like, I was kind of on Eldris's side, but then, of course, her idea of a loving child is warped by who, by yep. what she is and what she's done and... And what she's lived through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Everybody's so, messy. Yeah. So the end of the book is her kind of looking forward to going to this other planet and... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's a lot. It's a lot. And meanwhile... I really... I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I, had, um, I, I enjoyed reading these 12 books. Yeah, I breezed... Yeah. I breezed through this book. I do feel like if they had been... If they had more time to write it and, like, mm-hmm. make it not so fast, it could have been, like, a yeah. really cool... Like, there was some stuff where, like, if they had time to have more of, like, Ava and... Like, if they just had more time to have Eldris in these brains learning how to be human, it could have been, like, a really cool like non-animorphs book about like a what complete is a standalone human. like yeah absolutely um which was really cool like it's still a really fun read and i breezed through it but mm-hmm. i think if they had time and energy and payment to make a bigger book it could have been something right. even cooler but i had a good right. time me too but alas we're all only human with yeah. all of those limitations yes i did not read that as a kid for sure and no, really no, no, no. Uh, yeah, this is this might be the only book in the series that I got to experience for the first <laughs> time, which is probably partly why it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think um, it would also if you are trying to not read the whole series because it's a mm-hmm. big commitment. I think before we were saying you could read just Andalite Chronicles and get a good flavor of at least the, the alien parts. Yeah, I think a little taste. I think this book too. Yeah, I think you could read this pretty soon after that and like knowing enough about the Animorphs to extrapolate what's going on with them. Like, there's a lot of stuff that feeds directly off Andalite Chronicles. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, it starts out with Eldris learning about what Visser 3 had just learned in Andalite Chronicles. And it's, like, mm-hmm. more of the space stuff, but Earth also. Like, it's it's a cool companion to that, even though that was so long ago. Right. But yeah, that was... I don't remember... Uh, the Elemis Chronicles is just here's the Elemis when he was a crummy gamer boy, right? I never read it. I don't know. Okay. I think I did I think read that because so. I don't know why else I would think of the Elemist yeah. as kind of like a terrible child yeah, who no, likes to you play know, video games. Yeah. I think I had looked at the cover and knew uh-huh. that he played games. That's all I know oh, about okay. it. So, so that I might be enough. I, read okay. it. Um, I don't remember if that, like these, uh, kind of has those similar yeah. themes of large scale space battle on a human scale, but we'll find out yeah. in like 12 books. <laughs> That's not that far away. I mean, yeah, that's many months for us. <laughs> so in uh, January, we will yeah. <laughs> we'll read the Alamus Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, I think next up, we're going to watch 
episodes 16 through 19 of the television show. Oh, it's like our summer vacation. <laughs> yeah, it is. And honestly, this feels like a good a good time to take a brief yeah. break and let, let my brain recharge a little bit. We might have a guest on this episode. I think yeah. we need to talk to her and see yeah. how her schedule's looking. Yeah, um, but I think I think because I think we've seen enough of the TV show that we might start regurgitating the same yes ideas of like this is different from the book and this, this costume. <laughs> Did was you bad. know this adaptation is not quite the same? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it would be fun. I think that the person who might come on has not watched it before, so I think it would be yeah. fun to yeah, have a fresh someone victim. experience it. Yeah, absolutely. A fresh victim. Yeah, I think. Like, because we, we've seen it before. I don't think yeah. we've experienced. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, I believe, will be your next step. If, if if anything changes, we will tweet and Facebook We'll tweet about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, also, we heard SoundCloud is having problems. That's where we're hosting right now. Um, but as of right now, it seems like things are okay. So mm-hmm. if we have some kind of... If you of, know otherwise, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Um, if there are service interruptions, <laughs> we'll <laughs> alert you all. As far as I know, we're okay for now. We saw like I, I hope so. Yeah, I had one or two people tweeting at us about it, and I think we're okay for now. I hope because we've only just figured That's out a lot of work. We've yeah. only just figured out how to use like what few things we are using to put this together. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so in the in the meantime, uh, aside from status updates, you can also find us um, and a bunch of wonderful people sharing photos about Animorphs, yeah. uh, fanfic about Animorphs, yeah. chat about Animorphs in our Facebook group, which you can find on Facebook by searching for Morph Clubcast. Um, you can also talk to us and read our tweets on Twitter at, at Morph Clubcast. We're going to, if there's any kind of news about what we're doing, but also we post episodes, you can talk to us using the hashtag at Morph Clubcast. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have another episode before FlameCon, right? So we can talk about so. that then. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a ways off. But if if you're going to be in New York in August, there's a convention called FlameCon. Um, yeah, it's a it's a show about queer comics by queer creators, and yeah. I'm going to be tabling there. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm excited. I'm going to be hey. walking around. Are you on walking? Sunday. Are you doing the? Yeah. Are you going to have your Andalite pin backpack? Ooh, I might. I, yeah, you I have to. <laughs> I have a wedding the first day, so I'm not going to be there on Saturday, which is the big okay. day. But I am excited because that's going to be a good con. There's a lot of really good artists who are our friends who are going to be there. Yeah. Um, and also it's a small con. So like we can, we'll probably want someone to talk to us because it'll probably be yeah. really slow. <laughs> please, please, please come find the folks wearing Andalite pins and we'll yeah. chat. Meg made them. Yeah. They're sparkly and they're beautiful and I love them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I love Andalites. <laughs> yeah. They're good. Um, yeah. And if you have a second um, and can hop on the iTunes podcast store, that's yeah. not what it's called, or wherever podcasts yeah. are sold, and leave us a rating or a review, uh, that's a huge help to us. That helps other folks find our show. Yeah. Um, so thank you. We yeah. appreciate all of those so much. Yeah. They warm no, my heart. It Taking your time to like fiddle with the iTunes thing and leave a review is more work that means the world for <laughs> like, us. yeah it it, it it makes me happy that people yeah. bothered to do that for us so me too um yeah so we will see you next time mm-hmm. um i'm megan i'm carrie bye, bye.